0: This episode of Into the Boundary is powered by Soma Movements and Therapeutics, as well as Samp Fitness. If you enjoy our episodes, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Think Well Productions, for exclusive content. Into the Boundary is also available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Into the Boundary. we,
1: we go in Into the Boundary, going into the Boundary. We going into the boundary, into the boundary, going into the boundary, huh? We going into the boundary, into the boundary, going into the boundary, huh? They said you were to family. Family. shut up and dribble. Finish your career, you stuck in the middle. Figured it out, or you stuck with the riddle. Broke your body down, got stuck in the spittle. Might have had pro dreams, that you made it to the top. Might have made it to the lead, but you made it up the block. They were screaming your name, they were screaming your name. Lifetime dreams is to get in the game. Now you up in your dorm, trying to take and get playing. Got a lot on your plate, do it right for the fam. Do it right for the fans, got it right in your hands. Everybody can't go, falling out with your man. Falling out with your man, they never understand you going through they never understand what you dream about they never understand when we clear it up I hope you understand we just putting it out you never heard this stuff on how I blew the bag and I spirits and stuff used to be the man
0: I never heard it cause... and today we're going into the boundary with a fourth round draft pick in the 2010 NFL draft all city selection all state selection all region play this college football career at IUP where he was a two-time Division II All-American, two-time All-PSAC selection. In his junior season, he recorded eight interceptions, seven coming in in the last four games of the season. Crazy. Was selected to the East-West Shrine game. Legend has it, he ran the fastest 40-time at his pro day at Ohio State with a 4.34 40-time. Crazy. Has played for the Dallas Cowboys, Jacksonville Jaguars, Oakland Raiders and the Detroit Lions. Finishing his career in the CFL, capturing a great cup championship. Legendary AOA, a Awusu, a ansa. All the way
1: back and over the shoulder with the 30-yard line, Akwazi, they got him right away. He breaks two tackles up the sideline and here he goes
2: can he come across field can he get a block he breaks another tackle he keeps on going at the 50.
1: he's at the 40. he's got blockers he's got a convoy he's at the 20. he's at the 10 to 5. he will score what a run by a company. unbelievable drafted uh uh, uh, uh a quasi risu uh, anse uh safety uh We, uh, uh, basically, I'm going to let Wade talk about the things that we saw in him. I'll tell you what I know uh, from my own experience firsthand, his interview, meeting him, and then uh, having a firsthand report on how well he did when he got here. He was outstanding and and really uh, uh, distinguished himself. Jerry said, uh, Akwazi is a...
0: Uh, a Smaller college, but great athlete, uh, and uh, we feel like a real good upside. Uh, and you know, I think everybody knows You know, some of the guys we drafted we had in here, but that's the way you find out about them. So uh, uh,
1: we thought he he does exceptionally well. I think he can transfer to the next level uh, pretty easily as far as uh, intelligence and um certainly
0: excited to see you how many years it's been bro man i don't know how long it's been i all feel like we talk all the time we
2: face much time. So in know, person
0: bro. it got to be the last time you was in
2: philly yeah. into the boundary let's go hey first off congratulations bro this is this is big coming up congratulations
0: No, bro thank you man we appreciate it
2: um mm-hmm. we
0: was having a conversation off air um i think you said something to the effect of. Uh, Being an athlete is overrated in the black community. I just wanted you to speak a little bit about
2: that. Yeah. um, Basically, our conversation was just based around about, um, you know, we put so much emphasis in the black community about being athletes, right? Athletes um, and some type of entertainer, rappers, athletes, you know, singers and all that stuff. But especially in the athlete um, world, especially with young black African-Americans. I I don't know if overrated is the right word, but um, the more, the reality is, a lot of kids don't make it to the professional level and i'm saying that for someone who's been there and someone who's had support from you know from family members and stuff like that but just just imagine you go to little league games how um intense parents can be on their kids to be such a great athlete on the field and boom. but um it, it we I just think we need to transfer a lot of that energy too, and to into other aspects of their life as well so that's where that statement comes
0: no, it's it's super dope. Do you think you know parents are big on it because of the fame or is it because of the money?
2: Like, like it, it, I mean, I don't know if it's fame or money. It's just it's part of our culture, right? Like we obviously excel in the athletics world when it comes to sports or any type of entertainment. That's what we excel in. Um so it's just natural. It's it's easy to sign your kid up to, to play, you know, sports and, and it's a good thing. I encourage it to do it, but I think the, the point that I'm trying to get across is let's not um, let's let's move the, a lot of that energy that we put into making these kids the best athletes on this field and on the sports. let's move into the other aspects. and we'll talk more about that because um, I do work in the software engineering space. I work in the tech world and like I mean, when I started, I learned a lot of stuff from these engineers about the energy they put in their kids and you know and, and what they want their kids to do and it gave me a whole new perspective like, you know, I, I was never really introduced to software engineering, uh, software development, but there's a lot of money in it. Right. And, um, and I know we we'll probably talk more. About my that girl, later. my
0: girl is big in it. She already be saying like, "We got to get many in the
2: robotics." And- Listen, it, that's where the money is at. You talking about if you want to compare it to sports, um, you know, these kids, you know, if you you have a computer science degree and you have like some of the basic skills, and you get hired by some of these some of these top companies. As uh, an entry-level position like Google, Amazon, um, you know, Twitter, all these big Facebook, all these big tech companies coming out straight out of college, as an entry-level position, you're making six figures. Mm. And you compare that to sports, um, someone who's been on the roster and practice squad, that's a practice squad salary coming out. So I imagine that in, in in, you know, making it to the top level is a lot harder and a lot more difficult than... Um, introducing your kids to, to the, uh, you know, the robotics world or the tech world at a young age, and it'll be more fruitful. By the time they 30, 31, 35, they make making bank versus football, you don't even play past 30 on average mm. if you get there. So back to the original statement to what you brought up. Um, the point is, imagine if we move a lot of that energy that we do to push our kids into these sports, into other aspects that really uh, are fruitful in the long term. And uh, I learned a lot. I learned that a lot working with my time with these engineers and stuff and what I do now. So, no,
0: sure. it's it's super interesting. Um, I feel like we could talk in that space uh, forever. That's, yeah, that that yeah, space yeah. of yes, yes. you know just putting your energy into other things yeah. and, mm-hmm. and how much emphasis is on sports and stuff in our community. Um, I think it has a lot to do with like humble beginnings. I ha- I think it has a lot to do with um the pressure that kids grow up with. Uh, I got to get my mom and my dad out the hood or, you know, so you think you have to excel in entertainment because in in our immediate eyesight, that's who appears to have success and money.
2: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And LeBron just uh, released a commercial that said like, no more humble beginnings, um, which is dope because like you said, it's. It's the ultimate story, right? It's all ultimate American story to, to come up as a, you know, whatever it is as, as we see and get your mom in that big house. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I strive for. So I don't want to be biased and not say it, but, um, there's a lot more stuff that we can be putting our energy to that's, I think in the long term, more fruitful because these kids who play these sports from young, from young ages, you already know the statistics about who make it to professional level. But most importantly, um, you know, I got friends who, who played at these big major schools and know friends of friends of friends who played these major schools. And when football is done, literally don't know what to do. Because imagine, you know the type of energy it is at these little league games from parents. Like you're doing this every fall for 15 years. Boom, 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 boom. As soon as it's over, you really don't know what to do. And it's a huge problem, especially, um, you know, in the football world, which I'm, which I know, but I'm sure it's a, uh, it's a, it's a problem in other, in other sports as well. But um, man, my main thing is just to this move that energy into other spaces. Keep it there because it's obviously you can get a jump start in life, right? It's an awesome life, life teacher and all that stuff. But if that's it, could be, it becomes a problem when that's all they know because they won't be able to transition and stuff.
0: No, we just take this time right now to dive into who you are. You know, I have my exclusive teammates that I always want to bring up here. But, you know, we're a Philly-based podcast and we yeah. try to get our local legends to uplift everybody. For sure. But I want everybody to know who Aquazi is. You're one of my closest friends. And let's just dive into where you're from,
2: your family dynamics, and how you grew up. For sure, for sure. So I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Um, that's I was born in Florida, but I don't I don't play in Florida, i was only there for like two years. So I was born in Gainesville, Florida, uh, moved to Columbus, Ohio, and that's basically where I went to school, um, elementary school, uh, middle school, high school, all of that. Um, so yeah, so grew up in Columbus, Ohio, uh, both parents in the uh, in the household. Um, I'm, I'm Ghanaian, so Kwasi is a Ghanaian name. Um, it means Sunday born, so there's a different name for each day of the week. By the way, Ghana is lit right now. Um, <laughs> I'm a big traveler, so we'll probably get into that as well. Don, it's super lit. um this this new year Christmas time is it was the year they returned so a lot of African Americans was going back um well just just people in general were was going back and, and checking out what Donna has to offer uh, specifically Accra which is the capital so um yeah uh, that kind of went off kind of went off topic but that's cool Good. yeah yeah so I'm West African from Columbus Ohio went to high school and all that in Columbus yeah, man, that's, that's, that's basically it. Yeah.
0: So when did you start playing sports? Well, that's something that, you know, with your culture and everything,
2: did you just automatically start playing football? No, good question. So um, my first sport I ever played was soccer um, in Africa. That's the big outside of America. Soccer is the biggest sport in the world. Right. Um, it's just super big in, in, in Africa in general. So um, soccer was the first sport I played. But growing up in America, um, obviously, I gravitated towards football. That's like the biggest sport here. That's what all the girls like. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you you naturally gravitate to you know what, what people was, and obviously it was all over TV. Um, my brother played it, so I was a big fan of my older brother. Um, and yeah, just kind of watching him just doing it and falling in love, and you know just going up. What about what age was that? So I didn't play organized. So oh, what, what age did I play soccer? Soccer, I was like second grade, I think. Yeah, I was a young boy when I when I did soccer, I was it was like second grade, first, second grade. I think I played about two years and then I just stopped playing and then like I had enough people where I grew up that we could play like 707 football and stuff. So I played all of that, like, you know, just in the neighborhood and stuff like growing up all the way to eighth grade. I didn't put I didn't officially put them pads. Until eighth grade, okay. So that was my first year of organized football. So you didn't really play no little league, no nothing. I didn't play little league, but, I didn't but why that. not? That's a good question. I think I wanted to, but I wasn't tripping, bro. Like we had a lot of people. I had enough kids. Like we could just, just kick it, you know, and, and and play where I grew up. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, like, um, like nobody in my family played little league football, so it wasn't like a huge thing that I had to. I had friends who did it, but. I wasn't really tripping, you know what I'm saying. I was just like, just doing my thing. Like, you know, I don't know, you know what I'm saying. I was just a kid. Like, nobody was pushing it in my ears, so I didn't really care. Like, I knew I was talented enough because I used to kill cats on the on the on the the field. But, but it's just one of the things that wasn't pushed on me, so I wasn't really tripping to play.
0: Right. So back in Columbus. Yeah. How far is Ohio State from where you where you
2: live at? So Ohio State is. It's like down the not say down the street. It's a, it's a couple miles down the road of this main street called High Street. So I lived off of High Street and uh, on the north side. So basically, you go all the way down the street, a couple miles, you run this Ohio State's campus.
0: So was that like a thing for you? Like, how much did Ohio State Buckeyes football influence your football
2: career? Or your aspirations to go to college. Yeah, like for that. sure. Like you growing up, you playing high school football in, in, in Ohio, specifically Columbus, you you're more than likely not turned up the Tampa to play football at Ohio State. Football Ohio State football is the NFL team in Columbus. Like I'm not I, I didn't grow up a huge Bingo fan or a huge Browns fans. Um you can kind of get a mixture both in Columbus. But excuse me, I wasn't no super big NFL guy. Like Buckeyes was my team, like you know what I'm saying, like the Maurice Clarette. Tag in, you know, saying all them boys is legendary to me. Uh, so, um, yeah. So the Buckeyes had, obviously had a huge, huge influence. When you play high school football, you want to see your name in the paper. Hopefully a uh, scout will get a glimpse, you know what I'm saying? that, that was, That's obviously the dream. But um, going into more, the best thing that ever happened to me was going to college outside of Ohio. So. Um, I mean, since we're there, just go ahead and elaborate on that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the best thing. That happened to me was going going to school outside of Ohio because uh, I was able to meet a lot of people from different regions of the U.S., you know, what I'm saying before then, everybody I met was from Ohio. Um, and you don't know how strong that impact that is until like later on, later on in life. Right. So like meet people from Philly, obviously Pittsburgh, New York. You know memphis i think carlos was like from memphis or something like that but being able to meet people from different parts of the u.s and i'm not saying i would have got that at, in going to school in ohio but more more than likely more people from ohio go to schools of ohio so um i remember looking back one of my favorite quotes is from steve jobs um you can never connect the dots looking forward you can only connect the dots looking back so like i always when i listen to this speech is um what, the, damn, what the, what's the What's the name of the speeches they do when they go back? Um,
0: Don't make schools. me a draw a blank on the five,
2: bro. <laughs> Whatever you're trying uh, to pull, pull. I forgot about it. You know, You know when celebrities go back and do the, the... I'm drawing blank right now. I forgot the speech. But anyway, Steve Jobs did a super dope speech out of school. And he said that... Uh,
0: like it, at graduation was, or something? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Right, yeah, good. Damn, there's a name for it. I feel like I'm dumb. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of his quotes said, you can only connect the dots going it's not looking forward. And that's one of the things like, yo, going to school outside of Ohio is one of the best things to have to me, to meet a lot of different people from different areas. So um, I tend to see, um, you know, sometimes you can meet people from where you're from and they have like this boxed in mindset that there's nothing outside the walls of where you're from, right? Mm-hmm. Like very closed in. And I felt like that was a lot, especially where I was at in Columbus. So um yeah, man. So going So
0: going. I down I share that I share that with you because um a lot of my family didn't go to college, haven't been anywhere outside of Philly. Yeah. Some of my friends the same way, never traveled, never been anywhere. Um, and I think it's just like you said, it just affect it just affects the mindset. Yeah. It, and I don't think it's necessarily healthy either. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like people <laughs> like that are hard to adapt to change. Yeah. You know. For but sure. Um, just jumping back into your story, you know um when did you really start getting on the field you know what was that adjustment like finally putting on pads in eighth grade and talk about your high school career a
2: little bit yeah 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 so first time putting put on pads my brother would tell you it was uh so i was kind of a bigger kid surprisingly Um, i've always been a slim you know faster dude um or whatever but my first time putting on pad I was an old lineman actually Mm. i was number 56 it was from the uh i played with a team called the Shanrocks, rocks it was super weak but I always have a social <laughs> place in my heart. Like um, I had some homies I went, went to high school up played that team too. So uh yeah, it's team called Shamrocks. I was number 56. You was trash? Had, no. Well, I was raw. I was super raw. I don't wanna say I was trash, I was super raw, but it mind you, I was an old lineman. So I had the I had the big old school helmet with one bar. I think I still had the helmet. It's a one bar joint right here. The, you know, the, the one the one bar. bar.
0: We call it the Dookie helmets.
2: Yeah. yeah, boom with the two bars. I was rocking that like my first year, like, you know, like swag and all that stuff didn't have it. Um <laughs> so funny. I if I can find a picture, I try to send it to you. But um, yeah, so I was an old lineman. Um, but one thing I was a big I was a bigger kid and I remember, you know, little league, they were just like, You a big kid, throw you an old line. So I was an online, did that for a while, and then I remember telling the coach like cause I was super athletic. I'm like, well, I'm on the old line. So I remember telling the coach, like, yo, I play running back, like, let me play running back. So I was a, I was number, I was a running back with number 56. And that's when I started like excelling or whatever. So I start doing my thing, boom, boom, boom. And um, yeah, that was it, man. And, and my brother got some some funny stories about stuff like that. Cause my brother was always super, kind of super hard on me, but he's a, uh he was a big pillar to my success later on, and we'll go more into that, but um Stop, stop, stop,
0: stop leaving my listeners with what we going to get into. <laughs> 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 I <laughs> know, like, we'll get into that more like, yeah, After this commercial, Like, <laughs> this is more yeah. crazy. <laughs> <That's true. laughs>
2: after this commercial, we're going to get into why he chose. Like, you
0: know what I'm saying? Uh, now talk about your brother, big, your brother. How, was, how was he, you know,
2: he was hard That's what saying. That, that goes through, like, the whole process. He had a whole process okay. of, of high school, college, um, You know, that's a long process when I talk about that. So that's why I was like, as we progress through our interview, you know, I'll I'll bring him back in, you know, type stuff. But at that time, in our first year, he was, like I said, he was kind of hard on me. And I think he made me cry low key in the car. (laughs) You know, I remember playing against this team, and you know, you play like 145 and like nine way. Y'all got that out here in Philly? Yeah, like weight ball. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was like in the class like right before nine way or something like that and we had to play a nine way team and, and I felt like I was eating. Like I the back. I remember I was going through pow, 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 you know what I'm saying? I felt like I was eating. I remember we got on a car and my brother was like, bro, you was playing soft or something like that. Like I was like, what? Boom. And uh, long story short, I thought he made me crying the car, it's funny. Um, <laughs> 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 but uh yeah man, so that was my first experience playing organized ball. Um where did, so, when, when did you go to high school at? So I went to West Home High School, um, Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to the Braves. It's a City League school. Uh, so City League schools in, in, in Columbus are uh, always known to be super athletic, not so great academically, um, but that's improving. Um, I think their improvement since I even since I've been in high school has been has been tremendous. They, also, they, they actually got rid of um, a super dope program at called Brookhaven High School. It's the only city league school in Ohio to win state. Championship in in uh, in Ohio, and that's that's big because usually it's the bigger suburban schools that win. Mm-hmm. So the first time having to city school win was was super dope. But in its effort to make academics a priority, they canceled, they either shut down Brookhaven or canceled the athletic program. Um, and that's where like Terry Glenn went. You know the right receiver played for the Cowboys. Yeah. He went to Ohio State too. I want to say, um, but there's a couple players from Brookhaven that went to Ohio State. Um, they produce a lot of D- Division One athletes, and I played against a lot of them. I was end up training with some of them, um, so it's um, so yeah. So that's the city league, and like I said, the the, the school district closed down that program, and there's a lot of great athletes came from that school. So I don't know what the state is now, but I remember hearing that, like, that's crazy. But yeah, so I went to a city league school, um, Weston High School. it was decent in sports, nothing crazy. When I was there, I want to say. Our freshman year, I think we went 0-10 and, and the year before we went 0-10. So we had like an 0-20 streak. We never been good. And then we hired a new head coach, and that's when start things started, started, started flipping. Um, so, yeah.
0: So what was, was high school everything that you thought it would be when you got there? Um,
2: yeah, I think so. I was, a, like, again, a young boy that was um, still growing into my body and stuff like that. So I was a running back in DB. We played both ways. So I was a running back. And I played safety. Um. So, um,
0: when 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 would you say you really started getting on the field
2: and like making an impact? So my freshman year I was JB. Sophomore year I was varsity. But like I said, we was talking earlier. I was like lanky. I was like I was fast, but it took like twenty yards to get into my full full grown sprint. You know what I'm saying? So uh, after my biggest jump to like actually balling was between my sophomore. In junior year, so my sophomore year, I played varsity and I had a couple of touchdowns. Like I they I had a couple of games, like eighty yards or something like that, like fourteen for eighty-three. I remember I was like, "Oh, snap! I'm doing it!" Like you know I me, mean? like, <laughs> hey, like you know, in the paper. And I, I remember like finally getting that, but I wasn't physically. I wasn't there. Um, so and I wore thirty-two. Shout out to thirty-two Trey Deuce, The you know, number special. Um, but why is it special? Older brother wore it. Yeah, we in a high school, we in a college, you feel me? So, um, yeah, he, he, he kind of made me wear like Trey Deuce, you going to wear Trey Deuce, but it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a choice. Yeah, but nah, it's, it's yeah, so, um, yeah, I played running back and safety. Sophomore year, I was, I was, I was only varsity, but I was kind of still growing into who I am. And uh, the biggest jump was between my sophomore and junior year, and, and that's when I took off. And how did, how did those them two seasons go? Junior and senior, yeah, uh, love. Uh, yeah, came back, came like, came back like a boss. You know what I'm saying? Came, <laughs> came like, come on, humble
0: Brad. come on, <laughs> wear
2: flex, get it off. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I said, so bringing my brother back in picture between my sophomore and junior year, we were like, we gotta, we gotta turn up. If you want to be who you want to be on the field or who you think you should be, we're gonna have to do some extra work. So um, that year, I remember we we went to Gold's gym. Uh, I think I was working out once with the football team. And then we did another one with just me and my brother. Um, we had another running back there that was super cold. And he was like a freshman. I was a sophomore. he's a freshman. He was dope. Um, but slowly, you kind of feel they were kind of pushing to him. He was um, he was just at the time quicker, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. He was a little bit more shittier. Um, and I was kind of like the bigger back, right? But And I remember that was like motivation that whole summer. Like yo, you trying to be the starter? Or you trying to be the backup? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I was, and that's when my brother came in. Like you trying to be a starter from your backup. Um, I came in. I think I put on like 10 pounds. I think I I came in like, uh, like maybe 180, 185. Mm, high school. Um, yeah, high school. I think going into my junior year, I was probably like 180, and you know that's big in high school. So I came back my junior year, and I was I was it was on and popping. Like soon as that training camp came, I was. I took over. Like I was I was killing in, in our scrimmage first game. I d I don't really remember the stats, but um, I just I just excelled, you know, picks, all that stuff. What about the record? What was the program the seven? What was how it uh, went? So? a good question. Uh so sophomore year I think we went like five and five, which was huge from the two previous seasons, which is oh and twenty. Junior year, we were nice. We went seven and three, but that's the year uh Brookhaven, I was telling you where all the division one athletes went, they won state that year. Um, and, and we, I don't want to say we almost beat them, but we was competitive the first half of the game. And I'll never forget that locker room at my halftime. Boy, we were so turned um, playing the boys. Uh, but um, yeah, we went seven and three. We didn't make the playoffs. Um, and I remember that was kind of disappointing because we had a solid team. I honestly thought we, would, we could we could compete for sure. Didn't make the playoffs that year, but we went seven and three. That was one of the best records we had in a long time at West Home. My senior year, I think we went five and five, six and five, or five and five. I don't, I don't really, really remember. It's been, been some years, but um, because yeah. you moved, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, thousand yard rusher, stuff like that, yeah, all, was, the, all, the, all the all the all the accolades and everything like
2: that, absolutely. Uh, I was all state my senior year. Um, be like all city, we call it all city. I was all city my junior year. I don't think I was all state, I might have been honorable mention my junior year. Like, again, I don't remember all the exact stuff, but I was all city, all region, all state. Um, In
0: high school, you was a trot tri- sport, actually, right?
2: Yes. So I played football, basketball, and I ran track. Um, played basketball for three years, football four years, ran track for three years. I didn't think I ran track my freshman year. Um, yeah, man. I, I had to be on the field the whole time.
0: I mean, to that point, man, What was what would you say is your biggest regret
2: at that time? Great question. Um, one of the things I always tell people when they ask me, like, you know, what is, you know, on the, on the sports wise, there's, you know, so, so, so many things you've done successfully. What is one thing you regret? I always tell people, I regret not playing basketball my senior year in high school. Like, that was. Why didn't you play, though? Like, what was the mindset?
1: My mindset,
2: because I had a, a killer senior season in football. And I was just kind of just like, um, I had a passion for it, but I was so keen on trying to get recruited and, I just had a killer senior senior season. And I was kind of like, basketball is really not going to help me get to where I need to go. So I'll just focus on uh, football, football and track. And I ran track that spring. So, But to this day, I regret not playing basketball. If Coach Phillips somehow ever sees this, I don't know where he's at. I think he's a high school coach somewhere, and he's no longer in City League. I would tell him, like, I wish I would have played City He asked me, it's funny, he was my English teacher at the time. And he asked me, like, very simple. He he didn't like beg me or nothing. He was just like after the season, or after I finished my football season, he came up to me like in class. He was like, "Hey, class, stay after class." He was like, "Yay or nay?" That's all he said. (laughs) He said, "Yay or nay," and like I said, it was still fresh, and I was like, "Nay." He never asked me again. For the whole year.
0: And I mean, how, how good was the basketball program and what was your prospects in basketball? Like,
2: I didn't, I wasn't getting any prospects, but um, I, I know I would have balled that year. I know I would have got All-City, I think. Um, and we had a good enough team where we could have been competitive. Um, like I said, overall, our school wasn't no super sports powerhouse, but we would have been competitive. We had some great talent that year, and I feel like I was the missing piece to kind of hold it all together. It kind of went downhill with a couple of players and stuff, but... I, I still feel like, uh, you know, I could have contributed heavily to um, the more for the team to be more successful. So um, even though I had no bearing, I knew I wasn't going to college for basketball or anything like that. But it was just one of those things like fully experiencing full. Like I'm big on experiencing life to the fullest. And I look back and I feel like I missed out on a chance to live life and, and and just play basketball. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, it had no, I know it had no future bearing on anything, but it might have been a good thing that I didn't play. You know, maybe, you know, missed the injury or something. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, that stuff is here and there. You can get injured anywhere, so.
0: No, just talk a little bit about, you know, I always ask guys who play multiple sports to speak about why is it important to play multiple sports versus focusing on one sport so early. You know, a lot of parents do that nowadays. Like, yo, he's going to be a lacrosse player. Like, he's only play
2: lacrosse. And yeah. You know, it, the, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, not only playing multiple sports, I think whatever sport you want to focus on, playing multiple sports helps you in that sport anyway. It helps you develop skill sets that you probably didn't know you had, and uh, and help improve on skill set that you already had. And kind of like what I mentioned earlier about, um, like you know, one one of the best things that happened was going to school outside of Ohio. I feel like playing different sports exposes you to different type of people as well and coaching styles. Not every sport coaches the same way as football. and Not every coach, coach the same way as basketball and et cetera. So I think that whole experience of playing with different sports, getting different coaching styles, being around different type of athletes, all enhances your experience to be the best um, athlete you can be. So, and at the same time, like, it's fun as hell. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. while, you know, if you had an opportunity to play and, and you're able to, do what you need to do in the classroom. Like, why wouldn't you want to play multiple sports? It's it's hella fun, hella swag. Like, you know what I mean? Like what's up? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, that's just my opinion on it. But I understand people want to specialize, but I feel like for the full experience, like unless you're playing like AAU, but even still, I still feel like you could probably squeeze in another sport. I feel like the full experience. Um Do you think any of that stuff has Possibility is the wear down your body. No, I don't think so. I think No, it's a question. I, just, I don't just, think so. Especially that young and, and you're fit. I, I think it, it won't wear down your body. Can you continue that type of frequency for multiple years? No, but within high school playing three sports That's normal. I had a teammate play four sports. He was a kicker on our team baseball uh, Soccer, basketball, soccer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it has no brand at all. You just got to know how to manage it. That's the main part. You can't manage it. And he was a 4.0 student. So mm, killing him. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to just know how to manage it. So, no, that's not at all. Some uh, excuse.
0: Yeah, man. Just talk to us a little bit about your recruiting and, you know, your aspirations to play college football.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, like I said, going up to Columbus, I wanted to be in Ohio State football player. That was my goal. I got homies. I played at Ohio State, and every time they play, I tell them like I should have been playing on Ohio State. Uh, but I look back at the time, leaving high school. I don't think um, I went to a Ohio State football camp actually. And I remember I still have the paper. My forty time was like four point four five one. My forty time my senior year, um, and I did like one eighty five like six times or something like that. I weighed in like one eighty five. Um, and that was my goal. I went to one camp and went to Ohio State. and But I should have known at the time. I remember there, there was like some huge top recruits there. And when you're a top recruit, coaches know who you are. And then that's, they check it for you, like when you're out there doing your drills and stuff. So I was basically invisible out there. Mm. Um, but uh, back, I don't know how it is now, but back then coming out of high school, football camps were huge to get your exposure out. And I didn't know that. I didn't go to no football camps. I went to one camp and it was the biggest Ohio State camp. It probably was. Um, so um I don't know, I can't give advice on that now, but I don't know the the state yeah. of what kids do. But I know when I was coming to high school, football camps is where it was at people would do like football camp circuits headed into their senior year just to get their name on exposure. So uh to answer your question, um my recruiting experience was very um uh, like I was I didn't have any division one offers, so I wasn't heavily recruited, I wasn't like a five-star recruit. I think I was on rivals, but I was like barely on rivals. Like like I said, I nobody really I didn't put myself out there because I honestly one, I didn't know. You know what I mean? Right. So, so I remember a couple coaches, I wanna really say Purdue came to one of my games to recruit me. Um I remember I think my high school coach was telling me that. Um, I know OU came to my school a couple of times, Ohio University. Mm-hmm. So I actually thought I was probably going to get an offer for them because they showed up and I was talking to that coach like frequently. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But they wanted me as a preferred walk on. Um, and then I went to like, I would get mails. I would, I would get mail from like Cincinnati, OU, all the Mac schools in Ohio, I would get mail from Miami, Ohio. Right. Kent State. Kent State, all them schools I would get Ball mail State. from. Ball yeah. State? Ball State. yeah. Ball State. I would get mail from all these schools because my senior year on the football field, I was putting up numbers and stuff, but none of that related to like offers or anything. I went to a game at Cincinnati, but I didn't talk to no coaches. It was just game. I went to a game at OU. I didn't talk to no coaches. I, I remember just going to the game and like being with the other recruits, but you know, I didn't have no like one-on-one personal relationship with none of them. Um, and then, yeah, so. How, but my thing is, how does that make you feel? You balled
0: out two seasons. You from this, you you have dedicated so much time to being a football player, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how does that feel to like not even attract division one offers and that has always been the goal?
2: Yeah, honestly, it, it didn't discourage me. I just knew I just had to get it out there because I knew the talent was there. Uh, so we would send tapes, tapes to, to places or whatever. Um, the talent was there. I, I could play D1, but it's all about exposure and stuff so at the time I don't remember being like sad or nothing like oh damn I, uh, I did, did you ever think like you wasn't going to play college ball though I didn't think so that never crossed my mind I just knew I just I, I think my mindset was like when and where uh, when and where is it going to happen because um, I had if I would have to play D3 I was going to play D3 mm. you know what I'm saying like that's just what it was so I didn't think I'm not going to play but it's more like when and where is the opportunity going to come so, so we were sending out tapes, we were doing a little thing. Like I said, I didn't know how to expose myself at the time. Um, so yeah, so as far as the process, I remember just going through that process. And um, so it's funny, I'm going to go into how I got uh, into IEP, which mm-hmm. is an interesting story. Um, so yeah, so we're going through that process. I went through the football season and in that winter, like I said, one of the reasons I didn't play is I was trying to dedicate it to recruiting and focus it. So the whole winter, nothing happened, basically. I didn't get no offers, signing day came, nothing happened, you know, boom, boom, boom. So I'm going in my, um, to track season. And at this time, I still didn't know where I was going. Like I said, I I think me and my brother might have discussed walking on somewhere, but it was more like, forget to walk on, we need scholarship money, you know what I'm saying? So, so going into my senior year in high school, I still remember not having no, like, dedicated, uh, like, offer ready. So one of my high school teammates, um, shout out to Max, Max Manowski, if you watch this, we, we, call, him, we call him Max. Uh, um, he somehow got wind of this like, this like small, like regional combine type thing, and it was going. It was, only going, it was going to be smaller schools, like D three schools, D two schools. I don't know how he heard about it, but I remember he was telling me like, "Yo, I'm going to this thing, boom, boom, boom." I'm like, "Yo, sign me up." So I remember going to it with him, and um, long story short, the coach at uh, Edinburgh, one of the coaches at Edinburgh, I forgot his name. Uh, he might still be there. One of the coaches at Edinburgh was still there, and at the time, Lou Tepper was the head coach at Edinburgh, because remember, you know, he he moved in that midsummer. Right. So I went to that. The coach, the position coach at Edinburgh, was there and see me, and he was there with with, with Lou Tepper, and then, you know. That was my first introduction to, to Lou temper basically so he came up to me, the coach was like yo you, you, you're awesome boom 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 you're like a gem like you know no one knows about you, and one thing that kind of turned me off. Um, but I, at the time I didn't care, I was just like you know long as I get a scholarship money i'm good he, he was like yo you have an ability to. Um, to be a, a make it to the NFL as a linebacker. <laughs> yeah coach Tepper said that. no coach check said it was, it was the dude that was there representing Edinburgh mm. he was like bro you, he was like you can put on like you know 20-30 pounds I mean you'll be this killer linebacker I can see you you know blah 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 and, and you know it was all sounding good but at the same time I'm like I'm not playing linebacker but you know I just it was just like it is what it is you, know <laughs> you gotta recruit me and like me it is what it is so you know, we went through the whole recruiting process, boom, boom, boom. I actually ended up doing a visit at Edinburgh before I went to IEP. I only did two visits, uh, Edinburgh and IEP. No, I went to go check out a Division three school in Columbus called Autobine, and it was in Columbus. I didn't really feel like I, if I would have went there, but no disrespect to Alterbein. Um But uh, I remember going there and I was just like, I'm still at home. Like It didn't feel like I was in college, right? That's right. the main thing. I just wanted to feel like I was in college. So fast forward. Um, so the dude, the position coach at Edinburgh, um, you know, is, is, is calling me, we doing the thing. So we set up a visit with me and my family, drive up there, um, and Lou Tepper is still the head coach. Um, I want to say, I'm pretty sure. I want to say he was still the head coach, and then shortly after my visit or shortly before my visit, he got the head coach in the IP. I can't remember. But anyway, we went up to Edinburgh, and I remember going up there stayed the staying at night. It was okay. I didn't have no amazing recruits. You know, you hear these recruit stories. That's crazy. Edinburgh was 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 just okay. It and, was uh,
0: dry. It was corny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah, I mean, it clickbait. It <laughs> it's like no. Yeah, it was rival school, huh? No, <laughs> it, it was it was definitely it was definitely it was corny. <laughs> <laughs> it was corny. Y'all corny. It's <laughs> <so> like <"No." laughs> yeah, it was definitely like you know. I got there. I was like, and whatever that. I don't even know the definition of that of that meant at the time. i just like I don't feel like I was in college. Like the coaching staff was super dope. Coaching staff was super dope. And at the end of the day, that's who you're gonna be around the and the most. I didn't I don't remember I, I went during the spring, so a lot of the players wasn't there, so I didn't get the chance to meet the players on the team. I had like a couple, the dude that was uh my host and um like a couple, you know, a couple people that were just here and there, like roommates type stuff and uh and yeah and that was it and the coaches definitely wanted me heavy super heavy um and that was it so um after i left there um coach tep gave me a call i want to say coach tep gave me a call was like hey i know we was recruiting you at edinburgh but i'm not a head coach at iup you should come check out iup um and i want to say dk mcdonald was part of that process as well um, whatever that is, so I don't know the exact details. Who called me? Who did? But just know that you know, dk and Luke Tap was the combination, and them reaching out like, "Hey, I know we was recruiting you at Edinburgh. I'm now the head coach at IEP. Come check out IEP." That's tough. Yeah. So yeah, ain't that crazy? Like so. Um, so yeah. So they 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 did the whole recruiting thing, set up a visit. I went to IEP, and you know, I was like, "Yo, this is lit." You know, saying Ooh. Carlos Carlos might be. Carlos uh for those you don't know, might be Shout out to G. Yeah, he, he might be one of the, 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 the GOAT hosts of, of all time. Hey, how I, mean, you he had some, I think all his recruits that he had signed. And I think C's, I think he had C's like, yeah. uh, he had a couple big man. I want to say he might have had Tobias too. I don't know. But either, either way, I remember G. I remember, I don't know if you remember, I remember I was super nervous. I remember sitting back in the car. I remember, yeah, I was just super nervous. <laughs> Come I on, don't start start
0: story about those cars and stuff, nah, bro. Nah, nah, you're doing nah, this PC man. stuff on my podcast,
2: bro. <laughs> like, you're going to make it a bad joke. No, 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 no. I mean, no, nothing happened. I just remember, like, girl, I would have said it was, uh, I don't even want to say it. I don't know if I can say it. Now, she on IG, though. She's super pretty. She's doing her thing, whatever. Okay. Yeah. You know whatever because i think it was dating at the time but i remember they were like in the front scene i was in the back seat for some reason i was just super nervous like
0: why was you so nervous
2: i don't know like yo i was college like you know could they do the drop off like hey we'll come see you tomorrow go hang out with the players you know nah gg was super like he took me so far yeah. one detail of, of, of the joint of the recruitment trip he took me one thing i remember about that party i don't know if he set it up or just how they were showing love i remember pat being at this he took me to this house party and as soon as I walked in, everybody was like, hey, like the whole apartment would just lit. Like, you know, turn the music off. I I might be okay. But right. I remember him, bro. he
0: just said this shit into a whole movie. Like
2: when I walked through the door, like I was that ball. I'm like, yo bro, you crap some hawk now. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying it like that. But uh now I remember. I don't like I said I don't remember the music turned off or not, but I remember maybe in my eyes, but I remember for sure everybody I walked in, you might be like yo, this is a new recruit, and I remember everybody was like hey, and everybody. Like, that
0: that sounded sound like like Pickens,
2: yeah. <laughs> I remember Pat being in there. You remember uh, Pat, right? Remember yeah, it yeah, nice. Scott Pat. I remember him for sure being in there and, and and showing love, whatever. So I remember that 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 party, and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is. You it. Probably. They, know, they, most likely. They, they
0: offered you scholarship, you committed.
2: Yeah, I didn't get a full scholarship. Um, but uh I remember my like, my parents really, really liked Coach Tepper. You know, Coach Tepper is a strong uh Christian <laughs> so it's funny because when I say that it's funny because uh, Rory, I think of Rory about how his experience was with that.
0: You're part of the good guy regime, bro. He don't <laughs> like you neither. We <laughs> part of the good guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all
2: good. Yeah,
0: man. When you when you when you got there. Was it everything you expected from that party to your recruiting no, 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 no. It
2: man. was corny? No, it wasn't corny. IEP was there. I tell people all the time, I'm like, I had people who went to school. I know people went to school at the University of Miami, like the U, and they said, yeah, it was corny by my senior year. So the final result is wherever you go to college for four years or whatever you play, you're going to get tired of it. By your senior year, you're ready to go, like, regardless of where you at. So you can be at the most popular school or you can be the most the, the smaller school. So it's just like when you're around the same people for four years you get tired of it. So IEP was lit. Like I I, I enjoyed IEP. Um besides all the fights and stuff that killed that killed everything, you know, you you, you make it work and you enjoy it. So So what um, happened in your freshman year? You in the red shirt in your freshman year? No. Nah. So I did I didn't red shirt IEP Um but yeah I was just a special teams guy. I barely played. So good thing you asked that. So I so originally, I came out as a running back. People don't know that. Do you know that? He lost the battle to Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> he lost the running back battle to Tobias. You oh, saw. Tobias, um, <laughs> Neil, Caesar. Um, who else? Mike Skinner. Mike Skinner was the oh, guy. That's a cold class. Yeah, we was a cold, cold. Yeah, cold our class, class was legit. The good guy, regime, Roy. Hey, that class was legit. I <laughs> gave y'all some firepower. <laughs> man part with them Nah, not all love. But um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember them guys being a guy. I don't I don't think I was I wasn't a full scholarship guy, regardless. When I went to the league, I had to pay off loans, which is crazy as hell. That's super crazy. But uh it's all love though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I came in, but I think they always knew in their mind I was gonna be a DB. I think DK McDonald knew, I think Coach Tepper knew, they had a guy who was very successful in their system. That was like my body type, or or I, I reminded them of them. And they always used to tell me, like, you're just like this guy, boom, boom, boom. Even before you I You remember met, the guy's name? No, I don't. Uh, I don't know if he made it, you know, next level or not. But they they always used to tell me, like, yo, you, you remind me of this guy, boom, boom, boom. boom. You'll be perfect. And this was before. So I think they always knew. I never... If I ever see him, I'll, I'll ask him that question. Like, did y'all always knew I moved to DB? Uh, I was going to move to DB. So... But again, one of the best things that ever happened to me, obviously. But you devastated that? that you lost the running back battle, though. I was, I was, I was, I was reluctant. I was. I remember my freshman year. You, yeah, you obviously don't remember, but I did a lot of. Coach Chet and Coach DK used to have this thing where you roll five yards, mm-hmm. do five push push-ups. You ever did that? No, I never did it. All uh, my homies did it though. Cause y'all
0: yeah. late or do something wrong. Yeah,
2: yeah, tech time and all that stuff. I had. To, I struggled my freshman year with that, so I would do that, and I was very um had a lot of resistance with the with the change I didn't want to do it at first you know what I'm saying in the high school I played both ways but I always thought like you know to to be good you need the ball in your hands and that's why I wanted to play running back like regardless of I was like let, let, uh, you know LT Ladadian Thompson or something I just wanted the ball in my hands cuz I know I can make stuff happen so um so when they made that change I was kind of like, damn, man, I'm going to play running back. I can't even play running back. So it was, I had a lot of resistance. A lot of people probably don't know that. But when that running back
0: stable, bro, Bunker, Kareem Dutro, whoever, Tobias, yeah. and it would have been you. Probably, yeah. But yeah. you still got Pat. Yeah, Pat. Yeah, I forgot Pat. Um, that stable was a, it's a yeah, crazy yeah, running yeah, back it
2: stable. Show for sure. Well, I was talented. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I wanted was, to be that. You was like then. Yeah, it's like, no. I was. I was. I was 185. <laughs> I was 185. We two biggest important jumps. I don't want to use jumps, but y'all get what I'm saying. Say. Two most important, significant um, times which contributed to my success as a football player in the field was between my sophomore and junior year in high school and my sophomore and junior year in, um, in, college. in college. What happened was, in that time in college? So. Um, like I said, I was reluctant to be a DB, but obviously I accepted it. Um, but I wasn't a starter at IUP until my junior year. A lot of people don't know that, too. But, oh, you must have been balling all four years. Nah, I, was, I didn't start until my junior year. I was a special team guy my freshman and sophomore year, uh, which I was pretty successful. My sophomore year, I was kind of uh, successful, uh, but it was really my junior year when I turned up. So to answer your question, that the time between my sophomore and junior year, same thing. Like, you know, all college players want to transfer, right? You're not playing, you you, you know, people want to transfer. I, it crept in my mind, but I didn't really like play on the emotion, right? Um, like a lot of people do. Like, oh, I'm not playing here. They don't like me. I'm transferring, which is sometimes like obviously Joe's Burrow, Joe Burrell's instance. It worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it don't work out like that. And for me, I remember asking myself, like, what can I do to improve myself? Because at the end of the day, if I'm the best product, and I, I put the best version of myself out there, like, there's no way you can deny me to not play me. So that was my mindset. Just like in high school when I did it, we did the same thing in college. So that summer, into my sophomore and junior year, I was 185, going home, did it, had the same conversation with my brother and we did two a days. So we did, and he was actually like coaching a summer track team or he might've been training himself. My brother is a former sprinter. So I don't know if he was training himself or uh, coaching. Uh, I gotta remember, but it was a summer track team, and then we did, we worked out just me and him twice, twice a day, every day that summer. Not every day that summer, but you know, like four times a week. So summer track did that, came back, gained 12 pounds. I did the math right. No, I came back 202. Mm. Yeah, so I was 185. Whatever that math is, that's a uh, 17 mm-hmm. pounds 17 pounds yeah 17 pounds you got bigger got bigger <laughs> came back swole like so like i said i was just, i was 185 i was about 185 190 maybe i think maybe that freshman year i might have gained like five pounds whatever so i was 190 and then going to my uh that summer i came back 202 and you know we do all the strength tests and stuff i came back and did 19 pounds on that journey, 225 Nin- 19, five. 19, 19 times and I remember Mike Wells, like, damn, he combine already. Was like, you know, Mike Wells was like, hey, I, talk, I talked to him recently, dog. Uh, I love, love his energy, man. Yeah. Hey, what up? For sure, for sure. But um, but yeah, so that was my mindset. I went, I went my sophomore year, I wasn't playing. I was just a special team guy. I'm like, I'm better to be a special team guy. Um, you know, what can I do to produce the best version of myself on this field today? Right. Went home, I was 190, came back 202, ready to go. You know what I'm saying? But the thing, the thing I want you to realize is you transfer, transfer. You move from
0: one position. Our running backs are super talented. Our DBs at IUP, yeah, super talented.
2: Yeah, you crazy. talk,
0: you talk about moving to defense, and we play five DBs. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You don't
0: get on the field till you're a junior.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's nuts, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy to think to look back and Who, think was, some, about who, it. who was some of the guys that was playing? So we had uh. I don't remember my sophomore year but i know eventually when i was in there it was me mike wells dre um damn i'm drawing a blank Me, mike wells dre uh rory you remember rory marshall yeah rory marshall um, i think that was like my senior mark jackson remember mark jackson mm-hmm. um, and then gary majors corey sample um this is my junior year i'm trying to think who else? What about Q Cobb and them guys? Q Cobb, Dante. Yeah, but they, we didn't really. They was in like a different position group. Like right. we did our drills separately, but they was considered DBs. Mm-hmm. Q Cobb, um, you know, Dre you know, and all them. Um, so yeah, we had we had Mike a Reed, Mike Reed, Mike. Mm-hmm. Reed, he was just like Q Cobb. Yeah, we had some ballers. Yeah, we had some ballers, but they they're considered DBs, but we didn't practice together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. they were coached by like Tor- Coach Torque was was coaching them. So. Um, so yeah that was uh that, that was it yeah we would stack that dvs and, and to not play uh, and g mage i never forget he had a dope facebook post his last uh senior year because uh, unfortunately that was the year i kind of like took over right like my junior year and, and it led to him not playing as much as he would like but i'll never forget g mage his facebook post i remember this you scene. remember that yeah. that facebook Post of him walking off the field mm-hmm. and it was legendary yes he said some dope words i, was, I don't remember the, the words specifically but he just talked about the, the the transition and letting go and passing the torch and 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 him not having any ill will towards me because that was the senior year you know what i'm saying everybody everybody was a player senior year and unfortunately it didn't work out like you know like he would would have won it well, shout out to G-Mage, too. And, um, I
0: talked to him recently doing this thing, man. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah my, so this, I, is, is he still working with the agent? He do some of that stuff. He, he do a lot, bro. Okay. He, got, he got a couple businesses, couple houses.
2: Yeah. He, he long, spread, long, story, spread, long story short, I don't want to talk too much. He, The guy he was working for at the time, I don't know if he still is, was heavily um, in the process of trying to be my agent, coming out of college, which is a small world. So he ended up working for that guy. Um, and he ended up being a good dude too. I didn't go with him, but uh, they were they were they were super cool. Um, I, we kicked it with them, we party with them, and stuff like that. So uh, small world, but yeah. So um, yeah, we had some ballers in the DB. In, 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 Let's in talk about
0: DB. that junior season, man. We, can, we the suspense is killing me, man. <laughs> this junior season, man, I was able to witness this and share the field with you out there. Um, I always say, like, damn, Quads, you had eight picks, but you could have had like four ten.
2: Yeah, I did drop a lot of picks that year, man. I didn't even realize. And it's crazy because when it's happening, you you just think like, man, I'll get another opportunity. I ain't tripping. Like, I dropped one, I'll get another one. You know what I mean? That's just like how it is. Like, and if you look back and you think just again, like those are those are balls you could have caught and, and added to your legacy. So um, but yeah, like I said, I came back like a new mindset. I came out, I came back recharged, I came back with a mission. Uh, and a goal to be in the field. I didn't want to be just a special team guy anymore. Um, like I said, that's 12 pounds, I came back just just solid. I came back like, you know how you just feel like Did it kill it the down? no, I killed it I killed the conditioning test. You know, the conditioning test was legit, you know, and the people always trying to show off in the last four, I was that guy trying to show off, you know, and, and trying to kill everybody that was running with me type stuff. So not nah, it didn't slow me down at all. I feel like that's where I needed to be. Um, at this time, is Abe
0: at the on our team yet?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think he came that spring, right? Just, just talk about the impact he had on your game. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Abe Satterfield. I don't know if I ever had an opportunity to to talk to him or tell him, but um, he really impacted, um, definitely my hitting, my hitting strategy. I don't know if he remembers this, but um, so Abe Satterfield was a transfer for Iowa. For those who don't know, he was super dope DB um yeah like the same body type as me we're a different player the same body type and for me that was kind of like my first introduction to a, a division one db so i remember like meeting them and seeing them like yo this guy's legit like fast law yeah, physical it was the truth like bro. this is d1 like db You know, what uh-huh. saying? If, if you want to i always thought yo, i could play division one football but this is what this is what one looks like so um you know just one of the things you get the opportunity to see being a d2 player you don't come across those type of players so was an opportunity for me to see like how one moves, I knew I was talented enough, um, stuff like that. But specifically, he really impacted like my my hitting. I wasn't known as a big hitter, but I had some big hits. Um, and I remember I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I remember asking him, like, because A would just come down and Tong! yo, get up, his helmet would be all crooked. Like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, you're looking at him, like, yo, you're right, like, yeah, I'm good, you know, boom, boom, I'm like, he just. He will hit you, and his helmet be all over the place. You, just, you know, he just wanted up just boom. I remember asking him, like, bro, like, how do you hit so hard? Like, what do you do to hit so hard? He was just like, you just run full speed and hit him. He was like, it doesn't hurt. And and as simple as that, that's what really turned the page. Like, I'll make the tackles and stuff like that. But I was I wanted to be like a boom.
0: You, you know what I'm yeah. yeah.
2: So I remember having a conversation. I'm like, bro, hey. He's like, well, oh, I just want full speed and go. He's like, it doesn't hurt. And I remember that specifically, and I'm like, for real? He's like, yes. So if you go full speed and go, like you realize it doesn't hurt. And I remember doing it one time and it didn't hurt. I was just like, oh, let's go. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm bigger now, let's go. And I remember that was a uh, that was huge to like um, trying to implement that part of my game um, uh, as a DB. So shout out to Abe, you probably never knew that either. <laughs> so, uh, but that's love, yeah man. We was a talented backfield for sure. Secondary. secondary. Yeah, backfield, secondary, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same,
0: same thing. You yeah. still want to carry the ball. I got you. <laughs> no, but you put on that junior year um that summer, is the summer you stayed?
2: Yes, yes.
0: That's so big to you, and it's not big to me. Tell, tell tell the people what we talk about. Yeah,
2: so yeah, so after that, after that uh they had like this combine thing for juniors. It was only two scouts. They represented like 25 teams or something each or something like something crazy. It was only two people. And I did my 40 inside that long highway in um, the, field house? the field house. It was like in the bottom floor. You know, IEP don't have no indoor facilities. So we just sprinted that jump like downfield. And I mean, it had to be a good time. I still to this day don't know the time, but that had to be a good time. Um, I remember. So anyway, so going into that summer, for senior year. Going through that summer for my senior year, senior football season at, at IEP, um, I get a call from uh, the agent Garrett G. Major, the, the, the agent G. Major's working for, Ed Waskaluski, I think. Sorry if I, I mentioned that's the name, but got a call from Ed that summer. And he was like, that was my first call ever from an agent. I remember I was sitting at home in, in Columbus. Um, I just got home from the summer. I get a call from him. He's like, hey, um, this is Ed, boom, boom, boom for so-and-so agency, I'm an agent and I want to represent you, um, you know, coming up after entering the, you know, entering the draft after. And I was like, I remember being so confused. I say, what, you're an agent? He was like, yeah. I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah, your name is about to be on the map. I was like, no way. He was like, yeah, he was like, there's a list coming out and your name is going to be on the map. I was like, I didn't believe him. I'm just like, what? He was like, yeah, man, I'm very interested in, in, in representing. I feel like you, Got all the tools, you know, blah, 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 doing the agent talk, whatever. And I remember hanging up the phone with him. I was like, I got to go. You know what I'm saying? I got to go. And that's when I moved to IUP that summer. And I stayed with Lou Moe that whole summer. He was looking out. I always tell him just because that summer I didn't really, I don't, I, I don't remember. Was I working? God. I think I might have had like a small job at one of the field house gyms or something like that. Um, but didn't have a lot of bread, but he definitely looked out that summer and was like cooking for your own, cooking for your boy and just doing like little stuff that you really thankful that when you look back um, Really helped my success in life, my senior year um, So um, it was nothing bro <laughs> Yeah, to, to you it's nothing but I look back when you think about being successful and that stuff is like Pisces, so I appreciate that Always oh, and forever um, but No, that, that was love so so, yeah, to, to back her a little bit, going into my, my senior year, I get a first call from an agent who was just like, yo, you on the map, get ready. You, you're going to get many of these calls. And I'm like, shut up, you know what I'm saying, basically. And uh, I remember hanging up the phone, I remember telling my mom, like, mom, I just got a call from an agent. And, you know, she was kind of like, oh, you know, they're kind of really oblivious to what's going on. <laughs> I'm like I gotta train. At the time, my brother, you know, my brother was like my that summer he wasn't able to do it as that. So I drove back to IEP and I trained at IEP, working working out twice a day. And Javon was there too. And shout out to Javon, which is another one of my close friends. Um, He was running like 200s with me um, on the track. So I would do like a track workout and then I'll get into the weight room do a workout like that. And um, me and Javon. Was another one of my homies that it was just me and him who would push me through workouts too. I would say he was doing it for himself because he was trying to get on the field as well. But that's some other priceless moments that like I remember just me and him running two hundreds, knocking them you know, out you, around the curve, five, five. You, you know, know what you, I mean?
0: you know what's funny? I, just thinking about y'all running. You remember that time you you and um you know Royale raced out in front of uh, yeah, Stratton and Lawrence yeah, and I beat him. Yeah, I remember that. And
2: you beat him. You gotta add that <laughs> part. Yeah, I definitely remember. I definitely remember that. How much you beating him by? It don't matter what you win for. What's <laughs> the Fashion Furious coat? It don't matter if you, you win by a mile or an inch, or you know what I'm talking about. Just beating him by an inch, bro. <laughs> but,
0: uh, <laughs> hey, Rocky smoked you.
2: <laughs> now, regardless of what it was, I remember it, it was, I it, didn't blow him out. It, was, it wasn't just him. It was me, him, and somebody else, wasn't it? it was it Seize? Nah, Seize don't want that smoke. Seize is not a sprint. He's a jumper. He's not a Um... But I don't know. I remember Rock specifically, because he always used to talk that mess. I had to get up on him. All right. Your senior year, man, I feel
0: like uh, you're Super saying senior year, man. Uh Um, You know, from coming in, so I I came in your second year and just watched you be, like, uh, not, I want to say not noticeable, but, like, quiet and just there, right? And then once you became this player, it's like Quaz out here. He loud. He he got a little bit more personality. It's about swag. He in the mirror before every game, yeah. and then he making plays. Yeah. And then and then I feel like senior year, everybody knew who you were They stopped throwing the ball at you. Yeah. And then yeah. it then it became like, yo, know, how was going to impact the game? But well, throwing that, you know, proper turn, and now you taking kicks back to the crib. Yeah. And and just not people not being able to tackle you, when you turn super safe do it. <laughs> Like you know, yeah, you know I mean, that is just my
2: view. You know, what was your view on your senior? No, nah, absolutely. Uh, senior year, like you said, they wasn't throwing the ball to me, but I had key matchups. Um, I had key matchups or whatever, so it was uh like, um, you know, those those made an impact as well as far as my key matchups and stuff. So um, I think I still ended up with five picks that year or something like that, or five? or maybe I had five returns. I don't remember. You'd be lying, I bro. Maybe I think it was five returns then. It was something with fire. I remember something being fired, my senior year, but uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's about how can I impact the game now? And then I was just like, anytime I get the ball in my hands, it's it's to the it's to the crib. As a DB, I'm a respectable DB. Is it an
0: honor to not be thrown at?
2: Yes. Versus it's boring to, to not be thrown. It's an honor not to be thrown at, but as a player, you get bored because you're a competitor. You want you compete by people throwing the ball at your receiver and making a tackle or making the, the pass the touch you. So it's a combination of both. But if nobody want to throw you, you see it all the time. Really. If nobody's throwing to your side, that's real. But at the same time, you're even more on edge because you know, like, yo, I know one of these throws is going to come over here. So sometimes it can um, put you to sleep. Yeah, it, it, can, it can work against you sometimes because you like, all right, they ain't throwing. You know what I'm saying? So you might as well chill. But that one time you chill they do throw, it can be over. And that's, that's what happened a couple times my senior year. It put you to sleep. Put me to sleep. You remember when we started in the car, oh, they caught the ball. Yeah, you know. Quasi <laughs> <laughs> <Cries are> salty.
0: Because <laughs> we had a conversation in the car and I was telling you that I think I think um people like it's a difference between being like the best overall athlete and who's the better football player. And you was kind of salty about what I was saying, No, nah, it's all good. It's
2: all good. Well, we had the conversation plenty yeah. times, so it's all good. You me. sure you don't want to read? You don't remember? I don't that uh, you read yeah. that. Keep, you keep bringing up these little hints to that you, conversation. You got to bring it up.
0: I thought I thought people were better than you. That's cool, right? You, you nice. your ceiling was higher as an athlete. You was higher, but as an overall pack, as I wouldn't mean. Your definition of cool. You're my man, though. You was the yeah. shit, though. I give you some. I give you some roses <laughs> on my platform. Yo, Cries is nice. <laughs> Cries saved us. In a lot yeah. of games, when our my offense couldn't score, yeah. and he, he took kicks back to the crib and kicks back to the crib and got us out of bad spots often. You know, so no, yeah, no. you are no. one of the best players I played with. You know, you you'll be on my top three. Yeah, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that.
2: that. I All appreciate right, that. that's love, that's love. But yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: so that's the end of the end of the college process. Yeah. So yeah, you, you had a solid senior year, an amazing junior year. Um, let's talk about training for the, uh, the combine yeah. path to the draft, yeah. signing with an agent. Let's talk about some yeah, of that process. Yeah, yeah. That
2: was a fun process. That was, um, it almost became overwhelming, but I had, at the time I had my brother and brother-in-law handle, um, all the contacts from agents and financial advisors. So after I got that call from, um, my first call that summer, um, these calls started coming in and as a player. When I was training, I was focusing, it was it was starting to come too much. Um, I remember I was with my roommate one time. I don't know if you remember, there's a couple agents that came to the crib. Matter of fact, at your crib, I had the agent I ended up signing with came to your apartment in carriage. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, you was not there, but they came to the apartment at carriage. Like that's super lit. Like that's crazy. So yeah, it was in the living room. I remember you had the table right by the door. And uh, we sat down there, they had a pamphlet, they had everything, they had my name in here, like, this is where we see you. Um, they used one of my homies, who's was, who was a good friend, he went to, uh he play, I wanna say he, he went to OU too, Usama uh, Young, you know, the safety, playing in the league for a lot of years, but you know, me and him is cool, but he signed with the same agency, and they were saying, like, yeah. you. Kinda you kind of reminded us, you know, you had the possibility to have the same successful pass that he did, because he was kind of like a smaller, under the radar guy, um, radar guy, but, um, yeah bro they did the whole shebang in your living room in carriage they, like. they wrote they rolled you out the whole plan and when you said yeah, that sat at. plan i my, have my name in there this is you they had my picture so they end up being the ones i end up uh signing with but uh yeah so the process did you stay with them the whole time in your pro career i did i did but why I, they were they were good at what they did um and which is the process <laughs> you know ultimately as a player you're going to be the one who represent yourself so you had to put the film out there but if you have a good agent who has a good repertoire with teams and gives out good players it's easier for them to give a call or um you know coaches or GMs or whoever it is the content that coaches the agents you have a good reper- uh like repertoire with them a, a
0: resume a rapport
2: rapport that's what, you got a good rapport with them um they're, they're able to trust these agents like yeah okay you got a couple players we'll move where you know, or, you know they're more likely to give you a chance. what? But, uh, yeah, so I just felt good. It was always cool. They were low maintenance. I was low maintenance. Like, I didn't need a lot of stuff. I got agent questions, bro. Is it, is it real, like, what you
0: see on, like, ballers and stuff where they, like, drop the bag of money on you? You got to pay it back when you get your
2: contracts? Yeah. <laughs> so
0: they, they give you, like, a budget or?
2: Yeah, like, so if any agent fronts you any money before the draft, you got to pay that back it's just that's just how it that's is normal. that's, that's just normal, normal life. what about so I had a couple I had a couple agents tell me that but I was a small school guy I never got caught up in the money and stuff like that and actually any agent who did that it was a turn off because I was like why would you want to do that I'm a small school guy you don't even know where I'm gonna go or how I'm gonna be like so when the agents pro- like proposed that option it kind of turned me off because I'm like no I don't want that you know what I'm saying right. I want no debt yeah I, man don't, man, I, I don't want no debt but it's just like I know I had a chance to make it, but you putting a lot on me like that's, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that is true. Agents do front players money, um, but usually for the bigger names, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you're going first round, second round. If you're going first three rounds, it feels more comfortable as an agent to front somebody money, knowing that you're going to get that back. So, um, yeah, that happens. That's real. No, that's super. That, yeah, I mean, I just want to get
0: that perspective to people because people think it's like, yo, like, oh, just to show, yeah. It, it, what about? I, the, mean, I don't know if they dropping
2: bags of money, like, wow but
0: hey, <laughs> What about your training though? You, you went to Florida to train. That was yeah. dope. I remember all those pictures you holding the alligators. And yeah, all that. that was lit. So that was another
2: uh dope time. So I trained with a uh, a lot of Devin McCourty, who's still playing for the Pages, Three Super Bowl rings. Um, that was that was the my, safety. Yeah, the safety first mm-hmm. round pick. I think at the time he didn't even know he was going first. So I know he's projected like first three. I he went like went to Rutgers. Rutgers. yeah. He went to Rutgers. He was like, uh, I forgot what pick he was, but that was super dope and he's still playing. Like, shout out to him. Um Yeah, so I trained in Naples with with a group called Ignition. They were out of Cincinnati, but we were the first class to train in Naples, Florida. Uh, it was super dope. We were in um they had a nice little setup with hotel, uh, and that's something that
0: the agent paid for. They try to pay back, or is that the
2: training is free, or is it? That's a good question. I think uh, it's funny because I don't even know. I I want to say it was part of my investment as a player, um, and I think they took care of it. But you know, I don't know. Over time, it was in my agent fees or something like that. Like it was so long ago. But I know as a player, like they were like, you know what, you're going to get drafted, so I'm willing to pay for this. Uh, how playing? sure do they be that people can get projected? Because there's like a projection thing, and there's a kind of projection thing. And if you have agents who've done long enough, you can kind of get a good feel of what it is. But um, yeah, bro I, bro, I really don't know. <laughs> uh, that you got burnt out. for some bread, <laughs> yeah. you might go recoup the funds. Uh, you know nah, I'm but like? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real nice setup,
0: though. Um, I remember uh, there's so much to talk about. you mean. we're gonna be pie, man. Yeah, we, that's we really, Yeah. So, 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 I remember. Sports
2: Illustrated yeah. did the
0: story Peter on you and school. King.
2: Yep, Peter King. That was super lit. So that was uh, after my surgery. So I went through. I went through the whole combine process and my pro day at Ohio State. I did my pro day at Ohio State. What you run? At, what you run at Ohio State for the folks? Yeah, killed that. Uh, I think hmm. it was a four,
0: four. four three four. Four three four forty. 40, 40. Yeah. Get with my man. <laughs> yeah, I killed that. I, I blew
2: that out the water.
0: Yeah, like six. which you like six one, like two ten?
2: Yeah, I was, I think I weighed in six one, two hundred nine, and forty four. And I did like twenty two on the bench. Um, yeah, I killed it. I didn't do the bench at the combine, um, just because it was just a decision me and my agent uh, came up with, and the strength coach. I could have still knocked out about 21-22 uh, with my shoulder. I had to. So my senior year, I had I dislocated my shoulder playing football. Um, so. Um, I was going to have to have surgery after I went through the whole pro day. So we strategically didn't do the bench at the combine, but we did it at the pro day. Um, I was able to do both, but it's really not necessary, as, as you can see now. Um, but yeah. So yeah, people out off the bench all crazy now. Yeah, as a DB, you really don't really don't mean that. It, it looks nice, though. Like, Yo, you you did it, you know what I'm saying? Did that many times, but it really don't have too much effect. It's just kind of like icing on the cake. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so I trained in Naples, and we had some, some 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 dope people that came out that 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 training class. The biggest name, obviously, Devin McCordy. We had Ricardo Matthews, we played it a couple years. Um, Corey, uh, Alex Daniels, big dog AD from Columbus. Shout out to him. Um, yeah, man, we, we, we had some we had some time Prince Miller. I'm forgetting man names, but it's, it was it was a good it was a good time. It was a, it was a good class for sure. Yeah, good time for sure.
0: So, before we move on, man, do you have any other agent, crazy agent
2: stories? Yeah, it's crazy you you said that. Um, So, it wasn't an agent, but, like, when I was going through the process, mad people would hit me up, like Facebook, which is super, to me, super unprofessional. Uh, You know, I I don't want to have a person dealing with my career constantly through Facebook. So, but anyway, yeah, it was a whole bunch of different stuff, man. Facebook, uh, you know, mad people were calling, like I said, to help deal with all that, uh, the workload, my brother and brother-in-law at the time um, helped facilitate that to me. So they uh, would like, yeah, I like this guy. You should you should hear him talk. You know, he has a good vibe about him. And some others were just like, nah, I really don't. You know what I'm saying? So it was good. But Actually, so a financial advisor showed up to to the IEP campus one, one day, random. It was crazy. I think I was sitting with Cease. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: Shout out to Cease. Uh, yeah, Cease was my roommate. So yeah, it was, it was crazy, like a financial, I think it's the same guy who reached out to me on Facebook. I don't remember. Like I said, it was years ago, but, um, I remember we were sitting in the hub, we were sitting in the hub eating and you know how you just feel like eyes just on you. And I remember just eating and I'm feeling the eyes that are you and it was this older dude, um, this older dude, obviously he wasn't no student, um, just kept, he was like sitting off like in the distance, basically just looking at me. First of all, I'm like, how the hell do you know I was in the hub? How did you even know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> Like, how do you, like, you must have looked me up. You must have, like, like how, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did you know I was in the hub eating? Like, did you ask around? I never asked these questions. It was hella weird. I only talked to him once. But, um, yeah, I mean, at the same time, hey, he was out there hustling, trying, you know, trying to get him, get him a client. But at the same time, it, it was just hella weird. So, yeah, I remember eating at the hub. And, um, like I said, the whole time eating, you just feel, like, you can just feel eyes on you, like somebody's watching you. And I remember getting up and walking off, and he was like, "Somebody called my name, like Kwasi." And I was like, "Huh?" He was like, "Hey, what's up, man? This is uh, so and so. I'm a, a financial advisor, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "The hell?" And uh, he was like, "Yeah, I want to talk to you more about you, you know, representing you and stuff like that." And I was just kind of like, "Like, nah." I remember I was just kind of like, "Nah, I'm good" or something like that. Like, "Nah, I'm good." Like, how I, I didn't ask like. I didn't even engage in conversation. It was literally, like a five second interaction. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm out. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, he talking you on campus. Bro, it was crazy. crazy. He was on campus in the hub, watching me eat though. He, he strategically waited till I was done eating, and as soon as I walked off, called my name. I'm like, hold up. That was the whole process. Was super super fun. Um, no, I, I
0: I'm thinking back to that Sports Illustrated thing. I think the title, yeah, the, 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 title the, the
2: title was um overrated and underrated or something like that yeah i was in. The, i was like on the same spread as like eric Berry. it was crazy i still got a copy of that uh yeah so peter king was the he has his own like so sure, you know peter king he's a popular uh you know writer sports writer um so i did an interview on campus with peter king which is huge it was a sports illustrator have like a two-page spread uh in sports illustrated and they're just talking about the underdog that was like saying like i had similar qualities rogers karate um, which was another small school guy who was successful, so it was super dope. Um, yeah, he came to campus, took the pictures and all that. Uh, yeah, I was super live, pretty keen to come to campus and, and do that, man. I was, like, super lit, super lit.
0: No, you know, I never really asked you um, about the dynamic of being a small school dude, a Division two guy yeah, to the NFL. To you know, the NFL,
2: yeah. yeah just... Uh, I think there's there's a slight stigma, but no different. Everybody, I feel like it's more about um, you know your your opportunity of when you got drafted in your role. How quickly can you find your role in the team versus like this guy's a small small school guy or now because you're practicing. What's the stigma though? He, he needs more to he needs more time to learn, more time to develop. He hasn't played against skill level uh, people. Um, like competitively, so. Do you agree with that stigma? Um, kinda. Of, you know, it, I think you just put people out there and, and let them see what they what they do. There's some people who's gonna catch on fast, and some people who's not. Um, so if that's a stigma or not, uh, it, you know, it is what it is. It, it, it had no bearing on on me, really.
0: No, let's talk about you know um, draft day, bro. I, I have, I'm lucky enough, fortunate enough to have been there yeah um talk about so that whole a, process and
2: that trip you know do you have that picture the picture in the kitchen yeah 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 that picture is a classic picture i love that picture more in your frame i might put it on like wood or make it artistic or something so uh so yeah as y'all all see on tv you know mostly a lot of people who, who get drafted the first three days first three rounds usually uh sit in front of the tv and, and wait to hear their name call. Like the name called like everything y'all seen on tv before where the family and friends are gathered around the tv mm-hmm. and um you know wait for name to get called so they can do the little the thing that you see on tv every single year right so i did the same thing and um my homies shout them out Mo right here into the boundary producer co-creator you know what i'm saying boss <laughs> man uh he, he he was uh he was part of it so it was Mo uh Caesar Westbrook, Royale Edward, Javon Martinez, um, my dog, Dexter Ford, my cousin, um, my brother, Kofi. And that's it, right? That's yeah, it. Yeah, that was six of us. And this legendary picture, I'm gonna I probably post it um or I send it to him or whatever. It's a legendary picture in my mom's kitchen, which is so genuine because like I said, the uh, the typical cliche, um I don't want to use cliche, but the typical thing you see on TV is everybody in their living room. You know, when they get the name called celebrating and you know, the, the the image that you see every year during the draft time and that's the image I had for myself. But why this picture is so special, it was all of us, everybody I just mentioned, uh the morning of I wanna say Saturday morning of draft when my name got called, it was like nothing like what you expected and what you see on TV. Why this why this special this picture so special because it was in my mom's kitchen i think we just all had breakfast you could still kind of see sleep in her eyes and it was right after i got called we got this picture and it's just a classic i love a picture it's so genuine and um i think it represents me and who i am i think it's like uh and in that it, it 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 embodies the whole like humble um your close family your day ones like in one picture so that was love so yeah so to go to draft day, uh, I was kind of projected to get drafted in the third round, um, so, you know, I, I, personally, I knew I wasn't, but it is one of the things, there might be a slight possibility, so if you don't get your friends and family around, at the time, they did, like, uh, I think first round was one day, and the second and third was one day, and then four through seven was the rest of the day, I don't know how it is now, but that's how it was, so, we was all at my sister's house, they came down, everybody I mentioned, I had like people from high school and had family, of course, so we was all in my sister's crib, basically doing thing, had food, boom, boom, boom. did, a, did the whole thing, and just basically in and in to call, get caught. I remember I was super nervous, I was like jittery, and you know, all that stuff, and uh, you know, talk to my agent, it was like, yo, there's a possibility, but you know, I would expect, you know, four through seven, rounds four through seven, so. Anyway, long story short, uh that day go go through. My name didn't get called. So I, I wasn't salty, but it's kind of like now I'm nervous, like man, y'all should have just told me Saturday. Like um, <laughs> but uh Yeah, so they came through because y'all came through kind of late. I think y'all, y'all, y'all came through kind of late. Uh so they came through and uh we end up just all going to my mom's cave and we end up going out that that <laughs> that night. <laughs> Super. No, was it the night after? The night that you got drafted. Okay, know. yeah. That night I don't remember what we did. Do you remember? The the day of? The day of when y'all pulled up. We was at your sister's spot, because we was there that day too. Yeah, but what we do that night? We just
0: went to sleep? Yeah, we, we just went to sleep, okay. bro. Okay. So I, I, I'm gonna tell my I'm gonna tell my version of the story. Okay, bro. Okay, Go okay.
2: ahead. Yeah, so that day, like I said with all the friends we did the uh, we were just all just kicking out. My name would get called, so I was kinda salty, but I kinda knew like, man, why don't you just tell me Saturday? Like that would have been better. So a little antsy, but the homies came through, it was a great time. We was all at my sister's crib it. Um nice and, crib by the way. Yeah, yeah. She just sold the house too. Yeah. Yeah, so all the kids moved out basically. So she, she downsized, so she sold the house. Why you ain't get that joint home? Uh, I I would it, but I'm not I don't want to live in Columbus. So mm. unfortunately. But yeah, I told her at time, like, damn that should have been my crib, but like, yeah, it just happened to be in Columbus. But anyway, before we move off. Uh yeah, so They came through, and like I said, we had a good time, boom, 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 and then fast forward to Saturday morning. Uh, So the draft started at, what, 8 Mm a.m.? Yeah, something crazy, yeah. Something super early, but like I said, I love this because, like, all my homies are there. So at this time, we moved from my sister's house to my mom's house, and everybody slept in the basement. So all the homies were sleeping in the basement, including me. We was all down there and, um, you know, fell asleep, and then, like, I remember waking up super early. I think the draft started at 8 a.m. and then, you know, the draft starts. So the draft is going on and we turn on the TV in the basement and, uh, you know, we watching the TV, but everybody still has sleep. Uh, And uh, I remember going downstairs and all of them still have sleep. My mom is upstairs, like making breakfast. Um, I don't know if my brother was there yet. I don't think he was, but, you know, Still have sleep, um, you know, I'm down there and I'm in the basement with the homies. And we now, now we just chopping it up, kicking it. And I remember specific, specifically, um, I was like, I remember sitting, I was like, I wasn't even watching TV. I remember sitting and it's like, you know, hearing name after name getting called. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to tell my story, bro. Oh my God, go ahead. Hearing name after name getting called. And I'm like, like not crazy, but I was just super nervous and on the edge. What is going on? Because I remember seeing names that I that I seen getting getting called and I'm like, yo, I performed better than him. How he get picked? You know, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, man. And, uh, so I'm here I'm curious to hear his version. But yeah, so I remember sitting in, and this is what I remember the most. I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, yo, who got the next pick? So I have my phone on me too, so that's a key point. You always have to have your phone on me because that's how they contact you. They call your phone. Um, your your draft day phone, what's your draft day phone number? So I remember like still half sleep and I'm like, yo, who's the next pick? And somebody yelled out, Cowboys. I'm like, all right. As soon as he said, Cowboys, my phone go off. So I'm like, yo. And, and then like, at this point, it's funny because everybody hop up. Because everybody's still like, uh, it's early. You know, we just out late, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yo, who, who's the next pick? They're like, the Cowboys. My phone going off. I'm like, I hop up like, yo everybody hop up like yo 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 i answered the phone like hello and then uh i don't even remember but i couldn't even hear the, the person with the other line of the phone my name flashes across the screen and everybody just going crazy so i remember kind of like way phillips voice kind of like hey guys how you doing you know we're going put your name in the draft um and then i remember that like small five seconds and then my name must have flashed across the screen and my phone, and while I'm on the phone, my phone is just going off the text message. Ding, 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 ding. Like, so and, and they all yelling, like my homies all in the basement. I'm getting goosebumps right now. like All my homies are in the basement going crazy. Like, yo, he goes to the Cowboys. Like, you know, they're super Cowboys fans and they yelling and I can't hear. I'm like, yo, I had to like leave. I had to leave the damn like basement. So I'm like, my phone going off, they yelling. And then my mom's like, what's going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just chaos, and I'm like, yeah, thank you, you know. Yeah, we're excited about you, boom my boom, phone, boom. like, yeah, damn, excited. it was like, you know, I could hear everybody in the background and go we'll celebrate, um, you know, and do your day whatever. And I'm hanging up, and he
0: hit you with the classic. You ready to be a cowboy? I think so. Like I said, I don't even remember.
2: It was, just, it was just, so loud. I remember, I just remember like specifically my phone, and then they went crazy, and then my phone. I remember on the phone because at the time it was a flip phone. Uh-huh. And, uh, my phone was just vibrating like crazy, then it, then it, then it's it like cutting off the voiceover or the whoever's speaking on the phone, I'm like, crazy, bruh. Um, so, and that was led to the picture that I talked about earlier. Uh, we took a picture after that, and like, I think I had a white beard on, like, you know what I'm saying, I had a white tank top, like, um, uh, you know, we was all just still in our like clothes, not dressed up, and it was just a classic picture. Um, and I tell them all the time, man, I'm forever grateful for them sharing that moment with me. That's like um, 100% one of the best moments of my life. So
0: To Be Continued, part two coming soon. Thank you for tuning in. We going
1: into the boundary, into the boundary, going into the boundary, huh? They say we you were to set up and dribble. Finish your career, you stuck in the middle. Figured it out that you stuck with the riddle. Broke your body down, got stuck in the spittle, might have had pro dreams. If you made it to the top, might have make it to the lead, but you made it up the block, they were screaming your name, they were screaming your name. It's lifetime well dream to get in the game. <laughs>